You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul critiques the biblical priests as the first Platonists who sought control by making out of the many words of God's instruction a Platonic oneness, the teaching, so to speak, which they refer to as the Torah. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. So, with this being said, we can go quickly over chapter 24. One more time, Isaac is like the prince. He doesn't do much. He stays with his mother and he waits for the servant of his father to do the business that Jacob himself will have to do later to get a wife from Aram Naharaim. That's my favorite chapter. <laughs> Unfortunately, as a parish priest, Father Mark, readings are imposed upon you. You cannot read repeatedly Genesis 24. (laughs) (laughs) You have to proceed, unfortunately. And I feel for you and with you, believe me. But that's the reason God decided to have me not teach these things until after retirement, because after retirement, I'm not bound by the rubrics. I can read every day chapter 24 of Genesis and enjoy it. Okay, so now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Abraham is the major figure, obviously, and Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his house at charge, Put your hand under my thigh. Notice this is where the blessing and the authority comes from. And I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. Okay, this is Isaac, unlike all the others that will be stuck and then with the culmination in Ezekiel that your mother is a Hittite and you are from the land of Canaan and so on. But go to my country and my kindred, which reminds us of Genesis 12.1, which are the words that are used there, whence Abraham came. And you notice the preparation earlier at the end of chapter 23, where you have the mention of his brother Nahor and his children. You see how the text prepares you, okay, for what it is going to say. And take a wife for my son Isaac. Later we shall see that Esau will not do that. Esau will take women from the Canaanites. The servant said to him, perhaps the women may not be willing to follow me to this land, must I then to her? And you know the story, 
See to it that you do not take my son back there. Okay? You will bring his wife to him. Like the prince and the king, you notice in Psalm chapter 45, that is the princess that comes into the chambers of the king. You recall in Genesis 2, I said the text which is perceived positively by the theologians is actually negative. Because God says, instead of the woman leaving her kindred to come to her husband, it's the husband that has to leave his kindred and go to the women. That is not good. Isaac is not in a position with Adam. Okay. He stays where he is. And the Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my birth. Okay. Repeat. Eretz and Moledet, the two words that are in 12.1 and that appeared in verse 4 here. And again, repetition is very important and who spoke to me and swore to me, to your descendants I will give this land. In other words, you already hear that by having Isaac marry someone from Upper Mesopotamia, we're not backtracking. Abraham left and he stays there and Isaac for sure is going to stay there. And thus, when you get to Jacob, you already perceive that he is under punishment. Otherwise, he would not have gone there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. Again, repetition. We heard it in verse 6, and we heard it again in verse 8. So this double repetition of Abraham having left the land and the place of birth and the double statement regarding do not take my son back there is at the heart of the story. And one more time, when you get to good to Jacob, you're going to be struck that this is what he did. But very important, and we'll get back to that, this happened to Jacob, or he did it, whatever, because he had to flee, because he committed the sacrilege of stealing the blessing. You never steal a blessing. It is granted unto you. Okay? So I'll go a little bit back and forth, because if you notice in the introduction, I presented all these chapters together. If you like, it's the after Abraham, it's the one story that is connected. So the servant put his hand under the thigh where his master and swore to him concerning this matter. That's a good place to start to explain to the people what the meaning of word dabar in Hebrew is, precisely because this is the term that we have here. Matter is the translation of the Hebrew dabar, the matter at hand. Later we're going to find it translated as errand. I will not eat until I have told my errand 
dabar and at the end of the chapter we have it again that we have the dabar so let's get used to the dabar as meaning the matter at hand but conveyed through words that's why the dabar soon in the law becomes the debarim which are words of commandments in other words the dabar is the plan you set to be realized okay it's the matter we are dealing with and it has absolutely nothing to do with the platonic eternal logos and this is what has been disturbed when the greco-roman fathers just read the septuagint and were hit with the term logos that they heard with their platonic ears okay it's the matter the best way to connect this is to understand how economia the plan of god is linked to the logos the translation of economia in arabic is tadbir dabbara in arabic which is the causative of dabar is to manage the manager in arabic is called mudabbir in spoken arabic you have a problem and you say to a friend dabbirni settle this matter for me okay so please i beg you to take this very seriously and this is one of the major reasons why you heard me say several times you cannot really hear scripture as the original hearers heard it unless you know arabic and people make fun of me but i am convinced of that you have to hear it functionally because even now the theologians even the old testament scholars always still now perceive dabar in the sense of logos and benton can back me on that somehow it is theologized in their mind even if they say that it does not mean immediately jesus but it is already theologized and once you do that you don't realize that technically speaking there cannot be a dabar unless they are dabarim and this is what i stressed in my book the dabar is already dabarim because it's a story there is no one dabar like this a word standing on its own okay it is and i believe uh, it prepares for the priests who were the first platonists they wanted to control everything that made out of the teaching which is a matter of words one after the other as a oneness to which they refer to as torah that's the teaching notice how the orthodox what is the orthodox teaching regarding marriage what is the orthodox teaching regarding the bible what is the or- okay so uh, 
don't tell me that we are not in that mood. We are in that mood. But God in the Bible breaks the authority of the priests and their Torah. And he chooses individuals, his prophets, whom he assigns to carry his dabar, which is already expressed in the barim very early in Jeremiah. And the dabar of the Lord came to Jeremiah, and the Lord said, I have put my words in your mouth. He didn't put his word in, in the mouth of her. And then, this is how the Pentateuch was conceived. If you take the first words of each book, which are the title of the book, then you have this connotation. Parashit, And then you have the book of Exodus, Shemot, in the beginning were names of people, and Leviticus, Wayikra, Elohim, and God spoke, and then there were the Barim, which is the book of Deuteronomy. Very impressive. I learned this from Professor Skandar Abushar. True, not true, it does not matter. Functionally, it is so. You have stories and stories and stories and stories, and we're stuck already here with all these people. And then at the end, just before the entrance, you have Deuteronomy, which is the book that will be found in the temple of Josiah, and which the people will realize that I have not implemented. Okay, so let's remember these things. And I feel really at a loss when theologians like today's the Yahweh, even the Greeks who do not know Hebrew. There is a famous professor at St. Vladimir's who would always, although he's teaching in English and Greek, say, the Yahweh, Logos Kiriu, and he thinks that because he's using Hebrew, he's referring to the Bible. No, because there is no Logos Dabar except as the Barim. And the book of Deuteronomy is the book of the, the Barim, which is the new Torah. You see what's happening. You have a dismantling of the theological Torah. And here the Orthodox Church is under judgment because, you know, you submit to the fathers and to the priests and the bishop and you go to the leaders and they speak and they say, that's Torah. But the Barim is to whom God chooses. Where do you find this? Early, before the battle between Saul and David, and then with Solomon. You have an interesting battle in the first book of Samuel, which is called by the name of that person, between Samuel and Eli. 
It's not Samuel's battle. It's God's battle. God's battle against Eli through his sons. He had respect for Eli. And he went for the outsider, Samuel, who is, by definition, the prophet. Okay. So please, I cannot stress this enough. I'm taking this opportunity because we encounter that word that is translated as matter, but technically it is the dabar. Errand, matter, business, issue, whatever it is. If you know Arabic, you understand what it is. The manager, Father Mark, how do you manage your work? Through words. You don't go every time and you tell the people, follow me under the rain and I'll show you. You don't do that. You manage. But this manages is very serious. In other words, the people are accountable to these words the way they are are accountable to the Torah of God. So let's keep this in mind and I hope I gave it uh, my full. Uh, we can debate that during the question answer sessions. So I took a big aside here, very important due to this use of the word Dabar. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.